a long time ago on a spinner rack far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 8, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, Issue 2, July 1977. It's Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here to talk once more about taking a trip through time on the comic book time machine. This time, it's John Carter, Warlord of Mars, number two. So I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of a a history of John Carter in comic books right now. John Carter began life as pulp sci-fi or pulp fantasy, romance fiction, uh, whatever you want to call it, first appearing back in the teens, the, the 19, 19 teens. I think uh, 1912 was his first appearance in serialized magazine form. 1917, I think, is when they collected those first serials into The Princess of Mars, which was the first John Carter book. And the reason that they collected them was because of, of Tarzan's popularity. Uh, the John Carter books were collected because they wanted more stuff from this Edgar Rice Burroughs guy who had created this Tarzan character that was very, very popular. And so the John Carter books started with Princess of Mars. There were 11 total Mars books, uh, Barsoom books or whatever they want to call them because they aren't John Carter books. There are some books that, that John Carter doesn't even figure into as a character. So the first appearance in comic form was in the 1940s. Uh, It was uh, newspaper strips. And there was just a couple of years and just a couple of newspapers. But the reason that they did a John Carter newspaper strip was because they had done a Tarzan newspaper strip. And the Tarzan newspaper strip was popular enough that they wanted some more from this Edgar Rice Burroughs guy. In comic book form, Dell Comics published Tarzan from the 40s to the 70s, a long, long, long run of Tarzan comic books. And of course, you know, they wanted more from this Edgar Rice Burroughs guy. So they actually published, um, I think it was three issues of a John Carter comic based on on what I read in, in my research. My research being, <laughs> mainly being um, Wikipedia and Back Issue Magazine, number 55, which, uh, by the way, I've mentioned Back Issue Magazine. I mentioned Roy Thomas's Alter Ego Magazine. They're both published by Tomorrow's Publishing. I highly, 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 highly recommend them. I, I'm getting a lot of information and a lot of just, you know, quotes from the source about these things, you know, and so you have... Like I said, and I'm going to get into from back issue magazine issue number 55, some things from Marv Wolfman, because Marv Wolfman was writing the John Carter stuff for (laughs) what DC was doing. Yes, DC. They published John Carter in a book called Tarzan Presents 
Edgar Rice Burroughs' Weird Worlds. Yes, that's right. The book, I mean, I guess when you look at it, you see Weird Worlds. That's the, the biggest part. But the title of the book that had Edgar Rice Burroughs' sci-fi concepts in it, um, John Carter and one other thing that they split, split the book. It was half and half. But that's right. It was <laughs> Tarzan Presents Edgar Rice Burroughs' Weird Worlds. What can we say? I mean, Tarzan was popular. And so if John Carter was going to get any kind of comic book, it was going to be on Tarzan's barefooted heels. (laughs) Just there's no other way around it. So, yeah, anyway, the Weird Worlds book, uh, it was split John Carter. And there was another feature that was a a Edgar Rice Burroughs sci-fi type thing. Marv Wolfman wrote the stories and he... (laughs) I read one. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. But but this is what Marv Wolfman said about his work with John Carter. He loved the character. He said, but but for him, quote, the problem with DC's John Carter at the time was every time I start a story, I was told the book was going to be canceled. So wrap it right up. Then we were told to do another one. <laughs> then as I'm writing it, we were told the book was being canceled and wrap it up. The stories came out disjointed and subpar. I loved the character, but sadly, only when I was at Marvel did I feel any control over what I was doing. The DC run was fun to do, but it didn't really work. And so I I think I have to agree with that. Uh, I went to a a store. It's uh, called Tom's Vintage Toys, and we will be talking more about that store on the comic book time machine. But when I was there, he had some dollar boxes and I was looking through them and I found a bunch of Marvel Tarzan comics and I was tempted to start collecting Marvel Tarzan and, and actually include that in my experiment. I fought the temptation. Um, I've got enough on my plate without using uh, Marvel's Tarzan. But anyway, I did find a copy of issue number four of Tarzan Presents Edgar Rice Burroughs Weird Worlds. And I read it because I wanted to see how it compares to what Marvel is doing. Last issue of John Carter, Warlord of Mars, I really, really enjoyed. And I was really, really wanting to see what happens next. So the DC, John Carter, written by Marv Wolfman, um, written by the same guy who was writing the Marvel stuff. I just didn't like it. And there are are a lot of potential reasons for this but one thing is as I'm looking and reading my eye just glosses down the page I mean I I just I'm reading and looking at it and I'm just not enticed part of it is anatomy of the characters I'm looking at some of the characters and just their face shape is shaded weird or something like that and their basic anatomy of the the, the human characters they, they do weird poses that I just can't imagine regular human beings doing and the story I'm just not enticed I'm just not interested I'm I'm with both the Marvel comic and this DC comic I'm starting the story just thrown into the middle of things in the Marvel comic I want to know what's going on in this DC comic I'm just not all that interested and so I I'm, I, I did not like the DC version now <clears throat> it's possible it's possible that some of this comes from marv wolfman's experience like i said in the quote before 
he just wasn't given a chance to really explore the stories the way he wanted to. But when he went to Marvel, he had that opportunity. And so he was able to write the stories in the way that he wanted to and present the chapters with a pacing that he wanted to. And pacing is a big thing when it comes to these kind of, of comics is you want to have exciting pacing to it. Some of it also might come from Gil Kane's artwork. The style of the characters and the style of the alien creature design I like the Marvel version. I really, really enjoy looking at the Marvel John Carter comic from a visual space pulp fantasy perspective. The creature design is cool. The costuming is interesting. It's muscular. It's um, the, the female characters. They are sensual. Uh, but the, the whole thing just is a perfect combination of what a pulpy fantasy series should look like. And the DC stuff, they're wearing sandals. <laughs> in in the Marvel stuff, they're wearing swashbuckler boots. But in the DC, they're wearing sandals. It's sword and sandal stuff on Mars. And in Marvel, I feel like I'm almost looking at like a pirate book or something. I don't know. But there's definitely a more swashbuckling vibe to the Marvel books. So anyway, in this issue of of John Carter Warlord of Mars a lot happens the cool the that cool three-armed green Martian Krakus he's dead I wish he wasn't because he was cool looking and and interesting Deja Thoris is back in John Carter's arms but a red Martian a human possibly Star Akan who was mentioned in the first issue he's looking around he's spying on them and then they capture him he doesn't speak they put him on trial. They're going to put him to death, but he still doesn't speak. But John Carter, he's worried because he's worried about the uh, atmosphere machine that keeps everyone alive on Barsoom. This atmosphere machine must keep working. And if someone were to control the atmosphere machine, they would control the world. So he wants to question this guy the next day. He'll, he'll do it tomorrow. So they put him in prison, but that's just what he wanted. And we find out this is an, another interesting character. Our, our Martian, our green Martian from last issue, who has four arms, but one was cut off. Well, this is a red Martian, and the red Martians are, are humanoid. Deja Thoris. Uh, Thoris? Deja Thoris is, is a, a red Martian, so she looks just like a human. Um, a very lovely, beautiful human who John Carter is in love with. So he looks like a human. He takes off his arm, and then he buries it, and then he escapes. And so John Carter, he doesn't have time to go look for that guy. The army will do that. He has to go and inspect the atmosphere factory. And they, he and Tars Tarkas ride their thoats, which are you know multi-limbed horse-like characters or creatures. And they find the factory. The doors are open. It's unguarded. No one has opened those doors in forever. John Carter is one of the few people who knows how to open it. Uh, meanwhile, Deja Thoris, she has followed them. And so he goes inside and finds himself confronted with white apes. And those are the cool creatures that or one of the, one of the cool creatures that they're just these huge gorilla type things. They have extra arms. And <clears throat> this is the moment that the cover promised us one earth man battles alone against the savage white apes of Mars. Well, now it's happening. He is battling these savage white apes of Mars the fight is quick, not as quick as the one in DC, though, and it's brutal and it's exciting. 
and unfortunately Deja Thoris she was captured because she followed them and now she's in the hands of the white apes but he goes uh, and John Carter he's going to go down fighting and it ends with him killing a white ape but they both fall off a high I don't know what <laughs> bridge kind of thing and they land and John Carter is knocked unconscious and then we find the spy the one-armed man who was Starakon we don't know why that's important yet but we will find out I'm assuming next issue he wants to take over the factory and rule the world. Next issue. Requiem for a warlord? Question mark. Again, I really enjoyed this. Definitely, this was worth my trip back in time to to buy comics and, and, and pick up this comic off the off the spinner rack there at the uh, corner drugstore. Uh, it's exciting. It's muscular. It's brutal. It's it's swashbuckling and and interesting and I want to find out more I did have two problems with this though one big problem was that since this is an interquel and takes place between paragraphs in the first book I think there's no tension about the protagonist you know Tars Tarkas he's off panel you don't know what's going to happen to him with the white apes but I'm not worried about him because he shows up in some later books. I'm not worried about John Carter at all, obviously. He's the title character. And I'm not worried about uh, Deja Thoris. However, last issue with Krakus, the uh, one-armed, three-armed green Martian, I was surprised to see him die. That was interesting to me. Stara Khan, he is also interesting because he is not actually a canon character. He was created specifically for this book this marvel series so those guys are more make it more interesting and and make it more exciting unfortunately the other thing is unlike last issue in this issue i was a little more lost in the barsoomium ness of things you're thrown in the middle and you're given a lot of stuff that atmosphere factory i knew about because of the movie and some of the other things that i've read with with john carter but I just there, there's certain things about the laws of things and I wasn't quite sure how does John Carter fit into the whole government there he seems to have a, a pretty important voice when it comes to this trial he, he says no don't put him to death I want to question him and they're okay okay so I, I was a little lost in that but I want to go with it though that's the thing is I want to go with this find out where this is going I'm excited and I am ready for issue number three I'm ready for the next month of Marvel Sci-Fi Comics. Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, what Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode, Ben's Bullpen Bulletin from July 1977.